Welcome to another week of the Uproar Podcast, where we believe that the power of God is still moving and changing a generation. The ones that have turned the world upside down, they've come here too. So I think that'll be said about you. The one that turned the world upside down, the one that won the school, the one that told everybody about Jesus, the one that didn't waste their high school, the one that wouldn't be quiet, that's the one that turned the world upside down. That's the one that did it in my region. That's the one that did it in my city, in my family. That's the one that did it in my circle of influence. Can I tell you, that can be said of your life no matter your current situation. Awesome. Hey, sorry we got caught up looking down. I'm so excited. Last weekend was so powerful at the Uproar One Night. And this weekend, we're going to be in Scranton. Actually, tomorrow night, you can hop on and watch the live as we're in Scranton, Pennsylvania. And the very next weekend, we're going to be right outside of Pittsburgh in Washington, PA. It's a Friday night event and Saturday leadership training right after. And I want to invite you, if you're anywhere near driving distance of Scranton or Pittsburgh, go right to theuproar.org, and we'd love to get you there. We'd love to see God move. Look, we're not about just showing up and having an attendance. We want to raise an army. If you don't know us, we are the Uproar Conference, and we are seeing God move in this generation. There are over 40 million people in the United States between the ages of 12 and 19 and, that, and most of them do not know Christ. So I want to encourage you. We're here to see salvation. We're here to see freedom brought by Jesus. And that message brought home, not by pastors and leaders, but by students. And today we want to talk to you about something that's extremely important to us. And something that you have a decision to make with every single day. We see a lot of people, they want to be used by God. They want God to do great things in their life. But really, we have a lot to do with that. And I want to teach you, we want to tell you how you can make sure you're set up to be used for special purposes for God, not just common use. And that's actually Bible. That's not being rude or mean. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20, and it says it like this. It says, in a large house, there are articles not only of gold and silver, but of a wood and clay. Some are for special purposes and some for common use. Those who clean, cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. So I love this. This is so cool because we have a choice whether we're going to be used for special purposes or common use. It's our decision, and that's crazy because I've seen so many people, they want to be used by God, but they don't set themselves up to be used in a mighty way by God. They're okay with just coming and going through motions and complaining and hoping and wishing that there was more, but failing to realize that it's really on us if there's going to be more. You think about special use, right? Like you have your mom's china cabinet growing up in the house. I did, and we broke like almost everything inside of it. Or your it grandma's. Was, yeah, I your grandma's, know. probably your grandma's I don't really now. have special china now. I don't know if a lot of people our age do, but maybe your mom's or your grandma's. But you know what that special china was, like tucked away, fancy, don't yeah. touch it, special occasion. 
you know the the finer things. Yeah, we might not have like fine china, but I got some nice shoes laid up somewhere. Yeah, his is in shoes, That's not the, silverware. But but it's crazy because ready special purposes. If you didn't know, you'd have fine china that was only for like Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner. Period. It had a very special use, as opposed to like the plastic fork you pull out every single day. So, Which I prefer to use. It's easier. Right. To it's much easier. You don't have to do dishes. <laughs> But they get thrown away. Yeah. They don't stick out at all. Or even you keep talking about it like fancy, special purpose utensils. They stick out. They're, yeah. they're important. It's not like, oh, yeah, that's just another plastic fork. No, like, oh, my gosh, that's nice. That mm -hmm. sticks out. That has a special purpose. But the, the plastic fork is often overlooked. It's like, nope, don't care what one. Just let me grab it. Mm -hmm. And then there's also, like, not just how you look but but also or your value, but also what exactly you use for like there's a big difference between a butter knife and a carving knife mm -hmm. you're not going to try to carve a turkey with a butter knife if you do you're a barbarian literally you're barbaric yeah. but there's a big difference between the two and it's cool because look you can you have a decision in the kingdom of god how am i going to be used by god will i be common use which that's not bad. You're still saved. You're still being used by God. Or will I be used for special purposes? And God has given us the option to determine our usefulness in his kingdom. And I love this because the ball's in our court. And whatever we're producing in our life is our decision. It's our choice. It's what we want. And I want to encourage you. And we're going to talk about a couple little topics inside of this. But every single person listening, you might be watching live right now. You might be listening to the podcast. But I need you to know that you have a decision to make every single day. But not just every day. Today, this day, will I be common use? Or will I be used as a special purpose for God? And I want to encourage you. There can be no greater joy in your life than being used by God. Every single person that's alive, that can hear this, that has a heartbeat, has a purpose from heaven. And you're not just called to suck air, go to school, graduate, get a job, put into your 401k, have kids, have grandkids, and eventually pass away. You're here to be used by God for a special purpose. And how you're used by God is determined by your holiness, by your love for him. But I want to talk about this a little bit. And I'm going to give my wife a layup real quick because this is what most people do when they're making a decision on how they'll be used by God and what they'll give over to God. We fall into a couple things, and I want to talk about them. I'm going to give her the layup and let her start it off. Well, number one, we always compare. We end up comparing our callings. But I want you to know that right now, if you belong to Jesus, your calling is special. Yeah, there so. is no difference in the calling, whether you're called to be the greatest toilet cleaner or an evangelist preaching to thousands or a pastor of a church. It really does not matter. It doesn't matter if you're the one who's interceding at home in your own living room. If you are doing the exact thing that God has called you to do, that is a special, that's a special thing. There's no variation of greater or lesser in the kingdom of God. If that's what he's asked of you and you do it with excellence and you do it out of a heart of that's genuine true. love for him, then there is no greater or lesser in your calling. But what we tend to do is we look at what, who's in the spotlight. We look right. at who has the microphone and, or we look at 
wow, who's got the greatest number of followers? It, that's, not what, that's not the measure of what a special calling is on your life. It's being obedient and diligent in doing and serving the Lord out of a love for him, a desire for him to do oh, that. Oh, now you're jumping ahead. Now you're jumping ahead. We'll get there. But I just had to clear that up because so many people get lost in thinking, well, I'm not a pastor. I'm not an evangelist. I don't sing on the worship team. No, you're calling. If you feel you you have a burden to pray for people, True. you wake up in the middle of the night and you you just feel like you have to pray, that is your calling. It's no better or less than the next person. So what I want to encourage you with today is finding that niche, finding exactly what it is that God specifically yeah. has called you to do or has placed a burden or a passion inside of you, and I want you to focus on that thing. Yeah, it's actually really sad because a lot of people, they look at it and like, well, I don't have a microphone, so I'm not important. No, 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 oh my goodness. Sometimes the people setting up the chairs are way more important yes, than the person seriously. with the microphone. Yeah. Maybe it might be the bus driver that's more important than the person with the microphone. If you can't fulfill your call, somebody else might not be able to fulfill theirs. And I want to encourage right. you. You can, in common use for a special purpose, that's so different looking. Like, think about it like this. It's a, it was a special purpose for the man of God who who shared Jesus with Billy Graham. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy Absolutely. because you could have like, well, it's just common use. Everyone's supposed to share the gospel. It's true. But let's talk about it. If that man had never shared the gospel with Billy Graham, presidents wouldn't have been able right. to sit with him and hear godly counsel. Millions and millions and millions of people might not have ever heard the gospel. So whatever God has called you to do specifically, comparison will just kill what he's called you to do. What you need to do is worry about your call right now and preparing yourself for the most excellent you can do it. Because when you can prepare yourself for a special purpose, your influence will increase. Yeah. And your impact will increase. Mm -hmm. Look, influence and impact don't require a microphone. It's Amen. how much you're willing to make yourself available yeah. for God and what he specifically called you to do. Yeah. Now, look, some people, they start to serve out of usefulness mm -hmm. and not out of love. And I want to talk about this because it's so important. We, I've seen so many people get into ministry and, and they're serving God out of a pure heart and a love for Christ. Mm -hmm. But then what they do is they stop serving Christ and they start serving what they're doing. They stop serving Jesus and they start serving whatever it is that's at hand. They start serving what they think their calling is. And at the end of the day, we're only called to serve one master. And that's not what he's called us to do. He's called us to serve him in work and what he's called us for. And it's so important that when we start to serve because of what we can be used for and not out of who we're used by, that we come into correction with that very thing. It's important. we got to make sure we don't get it backwards. Yeah. And oftentimes we get it backwards, but backwards is just religion. Well, I'm just serving because I get to do this. And, man, that is so wrong. Like, look yeah. at Mary and Martha. One was out cleaning. One was at the feet of Jesus. The best place we can be as in the feet of Jesus. That's how we prepare ourselves for special purposes, not just common use. And I want to make sure, look, there's still work. Don't get it yes. wrong. It's still work. Things aren't just going to be handed to you because, but you got to well, make sure things in are in order, right? Mm -hmm. Well, everything's going to be perfect because I spent time with Jesus. Well, did you call anybody and invite him to the meeting? Right. You still, well, he no. still commissions us to do work. Right. But really the key is this. When it's about holiness and intimacy from love, 
That's when we're a useful tool. That's when we're ready for special purposes. Not when you're ambitious about doing things and getting recognition. Not when you can stand out. None of those things. We are ready for a special purpose from heaven. Ready? When we have intimacy with Christ and obedience to Christ. That's when we're prepared for that next step, that next thing, and for God to use us in a mighty, mighty way. Amen. It says in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. Before we continue, if, if that's become something that's gone off scale, which, let's be honest, let's be real. That's easy to do sometimes. Oh, really easy. You get so caught up in being excited about doing work for the Lord that those things become the focus. But it says right here, this is our first most important must, must, must. If I don't get anything else done today, I'm going to be with Jesus because this is what I'm commanded to do. This is what I desire to do because I love him. This is what we are to do. And then the second one is that you shall love your neighbor as yourself. One of these commandments hang on all the laws of the prophets. So this is absolutely vital to to walking in and finding your identity and what it is that God has purposed you to do for special use. You absolutely have to allow him to be the Lord, allow him to be the ruler of your life, but do it out of love, not out of obligation, but out of a place of love and reverence for who he is in your life. Yeah, and honestly, at this verse, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20, yeah. it's cool because it says, or 21, it says it like this, those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purposes, mm-hmm. made holy, useful yeah. to the master, and prepared to do any good work. And unfortunately, what a lot of people do is they just think they've prepared themselves for the work, mm-hmm. but haven't prepared themselves for holiness. Yeah. But you prepare yourself in holiness out of love for Christ, like a fruit of love of Christ is your holiness. And when we can live holy, that's when we're ready. That's when we're cleansed from being wood or clay, and we can be an instrument of gold, ready for that special purpose that Christ has for us. But it's love, and that's why loving God is so important, because if we don't love God, then we're just religious. If we don't love other people as we love ourselves, then we're just a clanging symbol, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I believe that's verse 1. And it goes all the way back to Deuteronomy when it was just yep. the Israelites. It's called the Shema, where they, this is literally Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4, says it like this. And this is a prayer they say morning and night, even to this day. You must love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, and all of your strength. And I love this because when we actually love Christ, we're obedient to his commandments. And obedience is holiness. Look, obedience is a natural response. Holiness is a natural response to the love of Christ. John chapter 14, verse 15, it says it like this. If you love me, you will obey my commandments. If I love my wife, I don't cheat on her. Duh. Amen. (laughs) But if I love Christ, I follow his commandments, not out of obligation, but out of relationship. Because inside of relationship, Pleasing him is an opportunity, not something I have to do. It's an opportunity that I don't ever cheat on my wife, not an obligation that I have to stay pure to her. That would be really bad. That wouldn't go over well. I would probably be dead. He'd be cut. It would be murder. (laughs) Never mind. We're not going to get too far off track. But John chapter 14, verses 21 through 24, summed up, it says, He who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. 
and he who loves me will be loved by my father, and I will love him and disclose myself to him. And I love 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. It says it like this. Ready? Do not love this world, nor the things that it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. And real quick, can I just say that no. even within ministry, sometimes we might not necessarily get caught up with the love of the world because sometimes we get this, this thing in our mind where, oh, I'm not doing the big sins. And I do that in quotations because we can categorize sin in the things of this world. So we might not drink anymore. We might not sleep around anymore. We might not do drugs or swear or the things that are so outwardly. But what about that anger that you hold inside? What about the comparison or the negative thoughts or whatever those things may be? Or maybe even a lust after gaining for self um, yep. satisfaction yep. within the ministry. You know, um, so many people, unfortunately, we see that the more they get in the light, the more God, because he loves people and uses them, they start to see, um, they start to chase after the things they can get from God. And they, they almost work the system instead of doing it out of a love for him. So be cautious and not, not just not chasing after the things of this world, but not getting caught up in those lustful desires that come from the world, even within your ministry. Yeah, it's true. So here's the deal. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20, that's where we are. Someone put it in there, so if someone's looking back, they can see it. But here's what we need to know is in a large house, there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some for special purpose, some for common use. Those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. So here's what I need you to know. If you want to be used for special purposes in the kingdom of God, not just common use, what you need to do is make a decision that I'm going to live holy. And holiness is birth from intimacy with Christ and obedience to Christ. And when you're intimate with Christ, obedience to Christ follows. And that looks like what we call holiness. Some people call it religion. I call it opportunity. And when it's opportunity to serve Christ, not just religion to follow rules, what happens is we're not just a common use person going through motions. And if you're com- you feel like, well, I've been really common use lately, guess what? We're calling you up, not yeah. condemning you. Yeah. But what I want to encourage you to do is make a decision. God, I'm going to fall more in love with you. I'm going to chase you. I'm going to get hungry for you. I'm going to be obedient to whatever you tell me to do. And when you do that, you're cleansed for that special purpose. You're not just an article of wood and clay. Like, how easy was that? I used to be wood and clay, but now I'm gold. Killer. That's like a good deal. And when we do that, the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 21, at the end it says, and prepared to do any good work. I don't know if it's comparison. I don't know if it's fear. I don't know if, if you're just not sure about it. But can I tell you, if you're living holy and being obedient to God, you're prepared to do yeah. any good work. Yeah. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says it like this, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus, ready, for good works. You were created by God, for God, for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So check how crazy this is. You were made by God in Jesus for good works that he already set you up to accomplish. What is there to be fearful of? What is there to sit back? Why would we compare with somebody else if my works are already made before me? 
and I just need to walk in love and obedience to Christ, and I can walk in those and be used for a special purpose, guess what? I don't have to worry about common use. And that's what a lot of, a lot of people get caught up in. And it's not even common use for a special purpose. What it is is comparison. Well, I won't be, influ- I won't be noticed, and no one will see what I've been doing. I don't care if anybody sees what I'm doing. If I'm obedient to Christ and doing what he's called me to do, if you're obedient to Christ, the most important thing is not a pat on the back from man, but hearing when you get to heaven, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Be faithful to God and his call, his purpose for your life, not man, not a pat on the back, none of those things. And when you can do that, you don't have to worry. The special purposes will be taken care of. But here's the rest of it. Verse 22, it says, flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. I love that pure heart. And God will use you when you have a purity in heart. That's what he's looking for. And exactly that. If you want to get to the next level in your relationship with God, yeah. if you're ready for him to take you to the next assignment to, to please him, to serve him. Well, it says right here in Psalms 24, 3, who may ascend the hill of the Lord? I love this Or verse. who may stand in his holy place? I absolutely love this because it's actually simple. It's simple. Yeah. Those who have clean hands and mm. a pure heart. Holiness and intimacy. Yes, Weird. exactly. Who has not lifted up his soul to an idol nor sworn deceitfully. And real quick, that idol, again, it can, it can be, anything. be anything. Big, small. Anything. It doesn't mean that you whittled good. a wooden statue, okay? It could mean that, that comparison. I feel like this is a topic that's been coming up because it's real. It's a, a thing that's kind of creeping in. And social media has blown it up. But oh, I really yeah. do. Comparison can become an idol. It's the thief of joy. If you sure. want to have joy in your calling and what you're called to do by the Lord, you cannot compare. You have to find who you are and walk in that. But don't allow those things to become an idol. Don't allow an increase in pay become an idol. Don't allow um, yeah, the just the craving of I just I just gotta climb the corporate ladder. I just need a microphone. I just need to be seen. I just need to be heard. I need someone to tell me I'm doing great. Don't allow those things to become the idol. Let's keep it simple. Clean hands, righteousness, holiness, a pure heart, set apart, and just out of a love, a love, a genuine love, become so obsessed with Jesus that those things don't even matter. They're just a cool cherry on top. That should be our number one focus. Yeah, like honestly, if I, like a special purpose for me in my house would be to clean the whole house. But if I did that out of obligation, not out of love, I mean, she'll be happy about it a little bit, but it's like, yeah, you still kind of suck for just doing it because you had to. And that's how a lot of people live life, man. They just do what they feel like they have to for Christ yeah. and not out of love. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so cool because God's looking for clean hands, pure hearts, and that's who will be used for special purposes. Mm-hmm. It's easy. You remember 1 Samuel chapter 16? Uh, Samuel was told to go anoint a new king, one of Jesse's sons. He gets there, there's seven sons, goes up to the first one, got to be it. God said, nope, went through the rest of them, no, on all of them. God spoke to Samuel, he said, I don't look at the outside like man does, I look at the inside, I look at the heart. 
you want to be used for special purposes, live holy. But live holy because you have a pure heart that loves Christ. And when you do that, guess what? Then you can be like David where everyone forgot about you. But because you have clean hands and a pure heart, God has always kept you. And it's not just that God has kept you, but you've kept God. When you keep God at the center of your heart, guess what? God's going to keep you as the apple of his eye. I love this. Uh, Acts chapter 13, verse 22 says it like this. And when he had removed him, he raised up for them David as king. To whom he also gave testimony and said, ready, I have found David, the son of Jesse. How cool is this? Ready? A man after my own heart who will do all my will. Oh, my gosh. A man after my own heart. Doesn't that sound like intimacy? And a man who will do all my will. Doesn't that sound like obedience? Mm -hmm. I think King David did some really, really powerful things for Christ. And I want to encourage you, if you don't want to be common use, what you need to do is fall more in love with Jesus. Not work, not not an idol, not a position, not a title. Fall in love with Jesus. Don't fall in love with worship leading. Fall in love with the one you're worshiping. Don't fall in love with the microphone. Fall in love with the messenger, not the message. When you fall in love with Jesus, can I tell you, you have clean hands, a pure heart. God will elevate you every single time. Man might overlook you, but God will keep you in the center because you kept Christ in the center. And I love this. It's just so powerful. You want to be used for special purposes, clean hands, pure heart. Holiness, obedience, intimacy, love for Christ. And we can even go back up in the chapter in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. says this, says, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of, of Jesus Christ. Look, you're going to have people that come against you. It's fine. It's a show that you're doing what God has called you to do. But I love verse 4 says, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier our job as soldiers in the army of christ and look there's a lot of people that need jesus so we don't need attenders we need an army we need you to make a decision where i am where i'm placed placed where i'm planted what god has me doing right now whether it be high school college work whoever he has me around whatever family whatever sports team whatever he's called you to do wherever he's planted you right now guess what he needs an army horrible transition he needs an army and if you can decide i'll be the army i'll stand up i'll love christ i'm not going to do it because i want recognition i don't even want influence i want to impact the world for jesus if you can prepare yourself by having clean hands and a pure heart but uh, clean hands don't come unless you have a pure heart When you have a pure heart and clean hands, you can ascend the hill. You can have impact. You can have influence. And God will use you in a mighty way. Stop getting caught up in all the affairs of this world. Get caught up in Jesus, what he's called you to do. Stop being a common-use person. You know what a common-use person does? Oh, I'm really busy. I, I, I decided that I was going to go to work instead of church. But they'll be ambitious about all the wrong things. Don't get confused with passion and ambition. Passion and a love and a desire for Jesus will get you where he has you, has for you. But ambition, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot. Common use, it's ambition, it's distraction, it's worrying about the wrong things. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to fall into that. But when you have special purpose, it means you've cleansed yourself of, of, of the sin. You've fallen more in love with Jesus. Yeah. You're, you're enamored. You, you have zeal for his house, mm-hmm. which means you're excited and passionate about mm-hmm. the things of Christ. You actually know that was one of the proofs that Jesus was the Christ. 
says, zeal for the house has consumed him. And the disciples remembered that verse after Jesus took out the whip and started cracking it on fools. They actually knew that he was the Christ because he had zeal for the house. They remembered the verse. And I want to encourage you, zeal for God's house. If you have clean hands and a pure heart, will always equal impact, influence, and special purposes. Not just common use. Hey guys, if this impacted you, I want to encourage you to share this with a friend. Write to us. Let us know what God is doing in your life. How God is using you. And we'd love to see you at one of these one nights. February 8th, February 15th. Scranton, and then right outside of Pittsburgh. But also... I'd love to see you, if you're a leader or a pastor, yes. March 18th, 19th, and 20th, right here in Horseheads, New York, mm -hmm. with Pastor Chris Estrada, Pastor Jim Raleigh, Bishop Rick Thomas. We are going to have a powerful time, four sessions with Pastor Chris Estrada that will absolutely change your life. Mm -hmm. And then the big thing, what we do, what we prepare for all year long, Uproar Conference, July 25th, yes. 26th, 27th, mm -hmm in Elmira, New York, at the Elmira First Arena. I would love for you to be here. It's a 100% free conference where we see salvation, we see freedom, and you're empowered to bring the message home with you. We love you. Have a phenomenal week, and we'd love to hear from you. And that concludes another week of the Uproar Podcast. We want to invite you to share this podcast on all social media platforms and help us spread the good news of the gospel. Also, you can subscribe to this podcast for updates on all of our latest content.